0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Life Leeson's Podcast, the podcast that explores different people's journeys in life. As normal, I'm your host Marcus Leeson, and today's friend is a super talented singer who just released her first EP last month. We've known each other since first year, but didn't really talk much outside of class, so I'm excited to hear about her different experiences and her inspiration for this EP. So with me here today is Ashley Lee. Uh, How are you doing tonight, Ashley?
1: Hi, um, I'm Ashley. <laughs> I'm okay. good. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> right. Do you mind giving like a brief introduction of yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. So, I'm 22, and I did my undergrad in sciences um, for four years, and I was studying microbiology and immunology integrated with food, nutrition, and health. Um, And now I'm moving into doing nursing in September, so I'm going to be starting that, and that's a two-year program. Mm
0: -hmm. Sorry, Um, so, so you were saying was, as in you just graduated this year? I
1: didn't graduate. Mm -hmm. But I did four years. Yeah. I think if I did another year, I could have finished the bachelor's, but Mm -hmm. I just decided not to because for various reasons, um, in terms of like time and money and all that <laughs> sure
0: fair enough sorry so yeah. you like transferred into another faculty then <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh nice is that UBC as well then or
1: yeah UBC oh. it's a it's super cool because the program for nursing is two years at UBC well mm-hmm. it's like four years um yeah. at Langara and Qualin I think um yeah. so it'll be pretty intense but I'm excited to start
0: oh yeah no that sounds awesome mm-hmm. and as you said you did micro buy right before that so you can probably kind of Transferred yeah. the, your knowledge and stuff into your new skill set.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I had to take some uh, like anatomy courses as well, so I feel oh. I feel prepared.
0: Oh, okay, what's your plans like this summer?
1: I haven't been doing much actually because mm-hmm. I don't have summer courses since I'm transferring and yeah. uh, and starting in September. Uh, I'm trying to find a job, but it's pretty hard during the pandemic. I feel like for sure. And I feel like I should have started job hunting like earlier, but since I'm like now in the middle of summer, it's it's kind of <laughs> yeah. hard. Um, but yeah, I've just been yeah getting like a break. I um, have been reading and playing PC games, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: and having a horrible <laughs> sleep schedule, and also making music.
0: Oh, nice! Uh, mm. What kind of games are you playing?
1: What kind of games? Yeah, I play Apex Legends and Valorant. Mm-hmm. With my friends, yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Have you heard of them before? Oh uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, Do you stream they... as well, or you just kind of? I play don't with stream, but right. sometimes
1: I like clip it if it's like a
0: cool <laughs> play, and I'll be like,
1: "Oh, look at this!" Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not good indeed, enough could've... to stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess getting into it. Um, mm-hmm. Something I talk about on this podcast is this idea of everyone has their own story, and in these mm-hmm. stories, uh, each person is their own protagonist. Um, if you think about it in life, you always see things through your own eyes. And when you hear other people's stories through their eyes, you can get a very different perspective. So, um, in this story of Ashley Lee, uh, what are three of her character traits? Uh, what are three character traits in your story that you feel like uh, you've just carried through your life so far?
1: Overthinking and uh, really being like a logical person, like working through problems and challenges like in her head uh (laughs) over and over which Uh can be good and a bad thing
2: yeah
1: Um, i think kindness is something that i've always tried to prize and and like with that like empathy Mm -hmm. in terms of my interactions with other people um and that's like a core value of mine yeah and also shyness with like a little bit of crackhead energy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh uh, uh, when you say overthinking like what do you feel like you're overthinking about and are you also the type of person who like has trouble sleeping because you're just thinking back oh, yeah. To previous yeah yeah
1: yeah i i think i i have a ha- bad habit of overthinking sometimes about like whether it's small things like a play i should have made in like a game or um like, something that happened during the day, or mm-hmm. maybe I'll take too long to decide something, or I won't be able to, t- to decide at all. Like, hey, like, okay. where do you want to eat? I have no idea. Oh, um, my. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes I have trouble sleeping. Other times I don't. But mm-hmm. uh, melatonin helps a lot.
0: <laughs> Yo, true. <laughs> and that can fix your sleep schedule that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, sorry, so, yeah, overthinking, kindness, and uh
1: shyness Uh,
0: shyness right wait (laughs) i didn't uh were you always like pretty shy because i feel like i mean obviously i don't know you that well but i wouldn't like obviously i don't know you that well but i wouldn't necessarily Uh have thought you were a very shy person
1: that's good i feel oh. like uh, people have told me that i've been shy th- since i was like a child so i've mm-hmm. just always associated like shyness with my character mm-hmm. um but i've definitely been trying to get out of that more and i always i always am kind of like an introvert at heart so mm-hmm. even though i might try to express like confidence and yeah. and an outgoing personality like i i do find myself shy and sometimes i hold back or that holds me back
0: no, no. Oh, okay because yeah um for those who don't know, yeah, Ashley and I we met back in first year. What was that lab course? One twenty-three. I don't think, I think it
1: was. I don't think it was first year. It might have been second year. I thought it was Chem two thirty-five, but I'm not sure.
0: Oh, that's impossible because I you never know, took Chem really? in second oh, year. Oh,
1: really? Okay, then <laughs> yeah. it has to be first year. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was I think all it was I know. Chem one twenty-three.
1: Yeah, it was not yeah. the first semester. It was the second semester. That's what okay, I remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, because what I remember from that lab course was that, like, I think that was the most fun chem lab course I was in, like, so far. And probably (laughs) still... Like uh-huh. we didn't take a lot of chem labs, but like that yeah. one was like they forced us to be in like groups, mm-hmm. and at first it was kind of uncomfortable. But then after a while, we all, all kind of became friends, and like yeah, yeah. it was just the most jank-ass shit ever. <laughs> like we would yeah. like, I I would go over to you and be like, I'd be like, Hey, Marcus, does 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 your does your like does your thing look like this? Does like your your experiment? And, and yeah, it was it was really chill compared to yeah. like other chem labs. I feel.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we had the same T A but I remember the it was that gr- uh, for me at oh, least it was this girl I don't think and we she did. was oh, Okay. And she was like so chill. She was oh, like nice. we show her something she kinda looked at it, she's like, Yeah, that looks kinda alright. Like, <laughs> whatever, like five out of five. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take it, let's go.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um Yeah, I guess going back to this analogy of uh your story and stuff, I want uh, like as I said I haven't known you all that well. It's pretty much just talking in class until like recently when I saw your stuff. But um, to this day, like, what do you consider to be one of your greatest accomplishments?
1: Uh, greatest accomplishments. I think music is definitely a great accomplishment that I've had mm-hmm. because of like the meaning it's held for me. Um, sure, it's been like a, a childhood dream of mine to to sing and and like be a singer like when i was a kid mm-hmm. i wanted to be a singer and now yeah. there's i'm just like there's no shot there's no way like and i'm happy with that but yeah. but yeah in terms of like accomplishments i think that was big for me because um it was something that i always dreamed about when i was a kid and so i, w- I was kind of just thinking that you know me as a kid would just be psyched right now to mm-hmm. to, to see that i have like songs and stuff
0: mm-hmm. i guess yeah. uh what got you into singing and stuff in the first place
1: I honestly just enjoyed it. You start singing along to songs. You think you yeah. sound good, kind of. Then uh. it's it's just fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Did you like take vocal lessons or anything, or you kind of just no. sing around the house?
1: I have no musical technical technicality, no
0: expertise.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never took. Uh, vocal lessons. I was never in choir, um, so that's why the studio has to really accommodate me, and they do that very well.
0: <laughs> um, I guess what. Sorry. So if if you weren't really like singing as a kid, and just kind of seeing like what suddenly gave you this motivation or inspiration to start an EP, uh, I feel like that goes like it must have been a really daunting task going from yeah. like. Most people don't even know I sing. I I mean, when you, when I first saw you released music, I was like, oh, what the heck, Ashley sings? Like, yeah, I know, I the... know. So, it's, I guess, it's... yeah, maybe you talk a little bit about how you went from, like, no one even knows I sing to, here's the music I already made, right?
1: I know that a lot of people are not aware that I sing, because it's not like <laughs> I broadcast it. I don't do, like, talent shows or anything. I don't put videos of myself singing out there, because <laughs> I'm shy and I kind of don't really want to show it. Uh-huh, um, yeah. So, but, you know, I had that dream and and suddenly I had, like, some resources where I could Uh make songs. um, And that was my sister's fiancé. He started, um, like, a recording studio business. So having that connection really helped to, like, propel me into that direction. Uh It started with him making his own EP, that was on okay. Spotify. I think it's not there anymore, but I was mm-hmm. just like, "Wow, that's really cool! Like, how did you do that?" And he started this whole business from scratch, like in his in a part of his um, home, mm-hmm. and he got all the equipment. And he hired some old high school friends that know things about like audio engineering and producing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then he, he let me record. And make the first song that I made, like I know what you mean, um, for free, mm. <laughs> and then yeah, and then the rest I help pay pay for because they they need to make a living too. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn, wait, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so I, I was just completely lucky to, mm. <laughs> to have the, the resources and connections. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe you can like walk me through a little bit about what your process was like. Um, do you? Just come up with a melody while you're walking down the street, and then you're like, "Oh, let's turn this whole thing into a song." And you were saying, "Sorry, did you play instruments or anything growing up?" Or
1: I play some guitar, but not much. <laughs> I know like the basic chords, and I know how to finger pick like um, a couple of good songs, but I don't really know much outside of that.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I guess then, obviously, like songs are more than just vocals. Is all well, the other different layers? Mm-hmm. How did you, like, did you have much? input on mm-hmm. like, what should be added and stuff like that and how yeah. do you voice that when you don't really know mm-hmm. that much about uh, the music side of it or like okay. instrumental side of stuff
1: mm-hmm. so in terms of the process uh, I at first they tried to make a beat for me based on the my song preferences so i listened mm-hmm. to a lot of k-pop so i sent them uh, a lot of k-pop songs i was like mm-hmm. hey, these, this is the music i like listening to this is why i like it and this is what uh-huh. i don't like about it
2: mm-hmm. and they
1: tried to make a beat for me um yep. and it was good but it was hard for me because i don't have like a lot of Musical experience. It was hard for me to make a melody off of that because I kept getting like sucked into the beat. You know, True, when you yeah, make yeah. when you make a melody and sing, you're not just trying to go with the highs and the lows of the beat. Oh uh-huh,
2: um, yeah, yeah. It has
1: to be like complimented right? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: So the first beat was kind of like a miss, and mm-hmm. then I just um, started trying to make a song um, from scratch with like lyrics and. and Then I made a melody off of that. So I wrote the lyrics first, um, and that was hard because it's making something out of nowhere, right? So I was trying to get inspiration. I thought about life experiences. And we can get Mm -hmm. into what each song means later. Sure. Um, So first I made lyrics. Then I would just try to sing on top of it, sing like a melody, record myself, um, make something that I was happy with. And then I would come into the studio and show them what I had in mind.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: then they would take that file, so I would record on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I would send <laughs> email it to them. They'd have to convert it because my phone records things in like M4A files, oh, yeah, and yeah. they need MP3. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of <laughs> lots of accommodating for them. Oh yeah. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: yes, and then and then they would listen to it, and uh, so after giving them the audio file, they would time my vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I'm not musically musically experienced, so I don't mm-hmm. know the time signatures, and I'm not necessarily in time with the time signature that I create, right?
2: Sure, sure, sure. So
1: they they snip the vocals so that I'm in time, mm-hmm. and then they start making the beat after that. Oh, okay. And to make the beat, they uh, they will make like chords, mm-hmm. like from my vocals, and then they will do sound selection so like picking the different sounds to come into it I'm not Mm -hmm. too sure like how they know which sounds to pick I I, (laughs) maybe they have like a list that they go through and they're like okay it needs some like kicks or like it needs some like bass Uh it's it's amazing seeing it come together (laughs) because like I don't know how they do it they have like a piano Uh in the studio and sometimes when they're making the chords they'll just like play the piano and like record Uh as they're like playing it and I'm and I'm just like how do you know which notes to pick and, no. they'll, they'll, and they'll filter through different sets of notes too and be like mm, this works this doesn't work and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool seeing them do their thing sure. um yeah so then they make the beat um and here I do have uh some input I can mm-hmm. I have input like any time they're very uh good with that and like open to my input but mm-hmm. at the same time that's where like i understand that i don't know much and i'm also mm-hmm. again shy so it's hard <laughs> for me to to i can uh, to make like a lot of suggestions like sure. i can i can give them a, a track like a reference track i can be like oh i like this sound can you make it sound like this
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they can follow that yeah. but after a while i also realized that sending giving them a reference track wasn't always the best idea because it can make them follow that, but it can also in a way hinder their own creative like abilities mm. and like what they originally thought of it, and I found that what they just rolled with what they liked like it turned out better than when I gave them a reference okay yeah and but overall they'll take breaks sometimes and just look at me and be like hey like like how do you feel about this
2: And I uh-huh. like, it's,
1: it's good like or yeah. Um, yeah i also had to realize that when they're selecting sounds and adding them mm-hmm. they often add them in at like us like and they'll be super loud like if they add in drums or something the drums will be super loud upon mm-hmm. the first couple playbacks because yeah. Um, they need to hear it, <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, and they need to test it. So, so mm. I'm. also I also realize that I shouldn't be quick to call that out or be like, "This is mm. a little loud, don't you think?" Because yeah. that's part of mixing and mastering later mm. when they mm. when they tone things down, and yeah, and make everything work together.
0: Oh. yeah. So, yeah. I so guess. That's... Yeah, I was surprised. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, and I was surprised and, to hear at the beginning you were just saying that uh, most of your music's that you really enjoy is k-pop uh, mm-hmm. after hearing the ep i definitely that's not what i would have guessed at all yeah
1: i know <laughs> so. i don't know um it's not like i it's, it's hard to explain when i look at the lyrics and i just oh. try to think of a i just i just roll with it honestly when i when i hear the when i look at the lyrics and i start trying to make a melody i'll just roll mm-hmm. with it and whatever comes like comes yeah um and so I guess my music doesn't take a whole lot of inspiration from K-pop even though I listen to it like a lot Uh like that's the only thing
0: I listen to (laughs) yeah the other thing I was gonna say is yeah I think it's kind of crazy how um you were saying you just go from like lyrics to melody to them shaping their song around you um Uh as someone who like does some music production myself and went to release my own EP and blah 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 like I, I feel like That's definitely the hardest part, like, adding on (laughs) all those chords and layers. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. That's such an interesting process. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: But when you were saying that uh, they got to do, or you got to have some input on their own creative decisions and stuff, um, were you literally just, like, sitting there and watching them throughout the whole process? Or was it the type of thing where they would, like do something on their own and then they'd send you like oh hey how does this sound and then they send you mm. like a clip or whatever or were you sat- like literally just in the studio and seeing everything in real time
1: I sat there for the whole process for most of the songs um, mm-hmm. because I didn't want them I didn't want it I didn't want to just send them uh, work and be like hey do it and give it back to me kind of thing
2: uh, I wanted uh-huh. the
1: relationship to be more personal um, sure. I'm not sure if I'm sure maybe in some instances instances they do just do the work on their own time and send it back to someone, but mm-hmm. um, because they were doing me a favor and and um, because I wanted the more like personal relation- relationship, I was there for the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, I could do my own work uh, sometimes, but yeah, mostly I was there.
0: Oh, uh, and then when you were saying you were coming out with lyrics and stuff, like what? If, Was it like a plan, like you sat down and you were like, today I'm just going to draw inspiration from everything I've ever thought of? Or did (laughs) you kind of come in and like you already kind of had ideas and you just needed time to just put them all together kind of thing?
1: I was like, today I am going to write some music because (laughs) I had a deadline for myself and then Uh it was hard a lot of times. A lot of times it was just sitting at blank paper or like writing down stuff and then deleting it. Or, or like, I think I have a Google Doc with like my drafts and it's like over 10 pages long because it's just me starting over. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then I, I don't know. I just, I I would look at other songs as well, like, like, Mm -hmm. like Billie Eilish and every, and everyone, like lyrics that I admire to to Mm -hmm. see, like, how do they do it? do i need yeah. to rhyme all the time and and all that kind of stuff
0: uh-huh.
1: in terms I of the, oh, in terms like... of the melody i did want to mention something that was crazy to me um for everything you want to be the second track
2: mm-hmm.
1: that melody like i i just recorded it in like out of nowhere just thinking of good melodies to do i recorded mm-hmm. it once like say in march or something and then sure. like a, a month later in April I recorded the same melody like just freehand like no oh, like what the heck no no like previous listening or like uh-huh. I hadn't even listened to that melody in like a month and I I, I did I like recorded it again so I just thought that was uh-huh. the craziest thing like I still think it's crazy because usually <laughs> like you, you forget came up with the
0: same melody twice right
1: twice <laughs> and that's <laughs> when you're like oh thing. I
0: know it's gonna be so good <laughs> I, I was like I have to make this out <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? The exact same, or not the exact same thing, but a similar thing happened to me the other day. Cause so, for me, I really like basing songs off just like titles. So mm-hmm. I'll just think of a title, and I'll be yeah. like, "That'd be a cool title for a song, like mm. whatever." So I have a doc document with like just a bunch of title names that are like potential future songs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the other day I wrote the exact. I like. I thought of a title. I was like, "Dude, that'd be such a sick title," and then I wrote it down. I was like, wait. As I looked near the top, I was like, wait a minute. I've written this already. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's cool. It's a sign. <laughs> yeah.
0: So maybe I'll maybe I'll follow suit and be like, yo, this has to be a track, like no matter what. <laughs> mm. Um, you were saying that you kind of just like sat down and wrote lyrics, but you were also like stuck all the time. Mm. Uh, did you have ways to come up to like stop your creative block mm. or stuff like that? Because I think <laughs> definitely creativity is one of those things where you can't necessarily be like just try harder right yeah other stuff when it comes to work it's like just do it but you can't necessarily just come up with ideas right
1: yeah sometimes i would force myself to get through it and then Uh it would just turn out like shit and then that (laughs) i would have to scrap it and then Uh other times i'd just be like you know i've been here for too long i'm gonna take a break and i'll just come back to it when i come back to it Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: sometimes like it's like great i can write a song in like 30 minutes and then other times it takes like hours so i don't know it's 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 very variable um Uh and the ep title is called from 4 a.m because i mostly made all these songs like (laughs) on uh, like at 4 a.m just yeah yeah (laughs)
0: um how long the entire process take overall
1: uh each song takes about four to five studio sessions Mm -hmm. um and each studio session is about like three hours i think Mm -hmm. so that's 15 hours maybe and then if you add the time it takes to like outside the studio outside the Mm -hmm. studio i i make melody and lyrics and then that's the before process and then the after process the producers will mix and master so that takes that takes them uh like two uh, like at least i give them like two weeks after just because they have their own stuff to do Mm -hmm. um so i don't at least 15 hours i would say i would say definitely more though if you if you Mm -hmm. account for the before
0: and after like touches okay still that's pretty fast actually
1: yeah it's pretty fast at least I think so yeah it's pretty (laughs) fast I think Mm -hmm. if I were really trying to make everything like super perfect it could take longer Mm -hmm. but it would also be more expensive for example if I felt like I needed to re-record something then I that would make that would mean that I'd have to come in again and the Mm -hmm. thing with re-recording is that uh um your voice sounds different like yeah. from day to day so if i want to re-record something they prefer that i re-record the whole song so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i was going to say in terms of like the process from before so after production is made um i come <laughs> in an- another time and i do the recording so i will record the vocals and then
2: yeah.
1: i will come in again for another session to do like harmonies and stuff like that
0: oh
1: yeah and then after that i think we're basically done and they just need to mix and master
0: oh, okay yeah if the process is like pretty fast what's stopping you from just <laughs> releasing so many songs
1: <laughs> money <laughs> money yeah. and 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 sometimes it is just stressful thinking about mm-hmm. making songs so if i if i wanted to in my free time and i and i was just like yeah like like if i felt really inspired to make one mm-hmm. then then yeah i can make more but yeah. uh but money is a pretty big factor just because, yeah. like, um, the studio prices are, like, you know, fair for them. They need to make a living, but I, mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. a job at the moment, so...
2: Okay, it yeah. Was, yeah,
1: it was more of to fulfill, like, a, a dream of mine and
2: uh-huh. and
1: then rather other than... Uh, and not, like, not not to make a living off of and mm-hmm. continue doing. For
0: sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. How much was the cost overall, really?
1: Uh, They gave me a fat discount, I'll just uh-huh. say it, because I because uh, um, the co-owner is like my like family <laughs> almost to me oh, okay, yeah. right uh-huh. so but i would say maybe like for me it was like 200 to 250 per song and that's like with a oh, with yeah. a discount with so. a discount
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah <laughs> okay yeah you're right M- making music's kind of expensive then <laughs> yeah
1: especially with like how much revenue i make if you want mm-hmm. if you want to know about the revenue i can pull it up. I think I told you before. Sure. I, I told you before it'd be easier to I think it's like 0. 0.02 cents per stream or something like that. <laughs>
0: so... Okay, so like very very little. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: very little, but I when I was playing around with the numbers before yeah, mm-hmm. when i was playing around oh, and that's in usd by the way when i was playing around yeah. with the numbers before i was like looking at billie eilish's songs just to just to be like oh, oh. how much does she make and it was like 3 yeah. billion for bad guy or uh, something
0: oh my gosh <laughs>
1: yeah but i mean she has but. to she has to like pay a lot of people and like i don't mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not confirming that that's how much she made but yeah yeah just an idea
0: mhm but plus also she had a pretty slow start i'd say cuz yeah i was listening I, I realized I had some of her old songs saved like, mm. eight, like years back, and I was like, "Oh, what the heck? Like, mm-hmm. it took her so long to blow up." So
1: you know what? I was scared of Billie Eilish, but first, you know, like, oh. you know why though? Because I didn't. Okay, I was at like with friends for a sleepover, and they were playing huh. her music videos. And I think yeah. like when the party's over, she's like crying like black tears mm-hmm. or something, right? So I just yeah. saw the music video, and I was like, "I'm not good with like." scary things kind of so i was like oh my god like i'm scared and i didn't hear like any of the music i just associated the image with her oh so I, I didn't know that her voice is like an angel yeah. <laughs> so i heard so later date i heard her song like i don't want to uh-huh. be you anymore in the car and i was like who is yeah. this this is yeah. so good and i looked it up i was like this is Billie eilish like what i was <laughs>
0: I must say, though, I think her music definitely has that, like, dark vibe to it that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like, her voice is so yeah, crystal clear, but it's so dark, and Yeah, I love it.
1: for sure. And her live performances are so good, like, mm-hmm. actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think she's one of, like, my favorite pop artists right now. Mm-hmm. Like, her voice is just crazy, and her harmonizations, yeah. I was looking at, like, uh, a the breakdown layers. of her track and stuff. layers. So
1: many layers.
0: And, yeah, like, Thirteen harmonies in, mm. like, just one vocal line? I was like, yeah. what the heck?
1: <laughs> that's a lot of effort. Yeah, usually in, yeah. in my songs, we only do three. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, actually, I guess talking about your songs, maybe we can go through each song and maybe give, like, a brief summary of, like, what inspired each song. Mm-hmm. And maybe... yeah. Just, just want what inspire you song.
1: <laughs> okay. Um and please also give me your th- your thoughts on each song as well as I go through sure. it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Um
1: so the cool. first track is called The Bottom. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into like too much detail about what it's about because it's kind of personal, but sure. um it's about like a relationship that is with someone who's very close to me and mm-hmm. it was about how viewing this relationship and honestly like the hopelessness of like a problem that we were having mm-hmm. um and just trying to understand their point of view while mm-hmm. also feeling like hurt from my side and and just just like the the hopelessness like like viewing a problem so clearly but knowing that it's not going to be solved and so mm-hmm. if you continue this cycle that is currently going on then you will just see each other at the bottom again and again and again because there's no Ooh. solution at, uh-huh. at that point so that's what that song was about yeah. It was very emotional when i was making uh-huh. it like <laughs> i was recording it too i was getting emotional and like sometimes uh-huh. i listen to it I get emotional too so uh-huh. yeah,
0: yeah so that no, I, was... I saw like, ashley right before this episode that the bottom was like my favorite song that she's written <laughs> and, or like on that whole ep like i saved it almost immediately because i was like thanks. oh dude i could feel the emotions in it and just the reverb on your voice and everything sounds so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the funny thing is that I almost scrapped that song. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I, I've gone back on and forth on so many songs about, like, mm-hmm. loving it, hating it, and then loving it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I just I have to love every song that I've made just for the effort that's gone into it and what they mean to me.
0: Oh, fair. Yeah. Does that mean you actually have... Do you have some scrapped songs or not, really?
1: I have... So I have the scrapped beat, the very first uh-huh. one that we scrapped. Yeah. I have I have two scrapped songs yeah that sure. I don't I don't think we'll see the light of day. They're cringe. Uh, <laughs> one of them is about my okay. partner and how much I love him It's so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah So I stopped that one what? real quick.
0: Oh no! no. (laughs) I'm I'm interested to hear what like happy music actually would sound like. I was trying to
1: make happy music. I was trying Uh because literally we had this thing in the studio where everyone was like, was like, oh, it's just it's just all sad music. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna Uh make a happy song. And then Uh it just it didn't turn out happy. Like they were just like, it doesn't sound happy, but okay. And then we ended up scrapping it anyway.
0: So yeah, yeah. Fair enough.
1: Okay, the second track, um, "Everything You Want to Be," is uh, based on the uh, like struggles of kind of it's trying to relate to the struggles of battling like poor mental health,
2: hmm.
1: um, and, and you know I've kind of had my own struggles with poor mental health, and sure. I felt like every day carried like this feeling of like stagnancy and like of of just feeling like like still like in your day-to-day life and mm-hmm. where your fears and uh inaction exert like an unknowing control over you i have this written down by the way
0: <laughs> Oh, okay yeah <laughs>
1: um and the song is really trying to empower those in, si- in similar situations to mm-hmm. like seek discomfort and uh, overcome their fears because i feel like a lot of the time when you step out of your comfort zone and overcome your mm-hmm. fears um that is where you might find like everything you want to be like and you'll feel like gratified and uh for it and so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what that is about it's also um inspired by like a youtube channel uh called yes theory do you know it
0: oh um ryan curtis was telling me about that i don't know if you know Ah, him. uh... i don't
1: know him
0: oh sorry yeah yeah Uh, he's in ubc sciences same year so i I wasn't sure Yeah, he's no. saying it's one of his favorite YouTube channels.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I binged their videos a long time ago, and I really love oh. the messages they're trying to sp- spread about, like seeking discomfort and <laughs> uh, getting outside your comfort zone to just uh, really live life to the fullest and learn more <laughs> about yourself and grow from your experiences where you're where you're uncomfortable. And, yeah, so yeah. that song is is uh, I was inspired by their message, so I <laughs> I wrote about it.
0: Yeah. Yo, actually, that's crazy, because you don't know, but, uh, yeah, mm. Ryan, I had Ryan on the podcast, like, a couple episodes ago, mm. and he said the exact same thing. He was like, mm. oh, yeah, large influence for him was, like, Yes Theory, because he was saying, like, oh, he loves their motto. It's, like, seek discomfort and yeah. blah, 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 and something else. And yeah, so hearing awesome. you say the exact same thing is, like, just kind of crazy, because <laughs> i would never heard of this YouTube channel before, but it seems like yeah. it's impacted, like, both of you guys, mm-hmm. so. Yeah,
1: they're awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great if I could get them to hear it, but like I don't it's hard
2: to tune
0: them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. The third song, um, I know what you mean. This is the first song that I ever made and um, so I kind of cheated a little by putting it on the EP because because EP <laughs> by Spotify's terms is four to six yeah. songs,
2: uh-huh. and I
1: was you know I already scrapped two songs, so it was like money was uh-huh. tight, like, so so yeah. I was just like oh, <laughs> I'll just put it on here. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I know what you mean. First song I ever made. So it holds kind of a special place in my heart just because it's Mm -hmm. like the first song and with the first song was like all those new experiences and, and Mm -hmm. fears too of, of singing in front of someone that wasn't just my sister for the first time and like Mm -hmm. meeting old acquaintances because the producers, I went to high school with them, but I didn't, I never really talked to them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and just experiencing all these things for the first time. Um, it was so that that one always will have a little a special place in my heart,
0: <laughs> sure well uh what what does that song kind of mean to you? not necessarily like or I guess the meaning behind that song? Uh,
1: it's about my sister and my friend,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so I've watched my sister go through like a lot of hardship in her life in just different sure. areas, and mm-hmm. so it was about watching her go through that hardship and overcome it and then at the same time how my friend and my sister are people that I feel like I can always talk to about my own hardships and how Mm -hmm. there's a special kind of relationship there because I when I talk to them or like when I rant to them I don't have to give like kind of the context that i would normally give for example if you're ranting and you're like oh like just to keep in mind this person if you're ranting about ranting about a person mm-hmm. this person isn't yeah. like a bad person i'm just i'm just telling you my feelings about them because i'm pissed off um, mm-hmm. and it's important oh, yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. that in mind so that they don't have like a bad impression of the person you're talking about overall
0: mm-hmm. and just, yeah
1: um so i think it's cool that i just don't have to give them that context like they know what what i'm trying to say like they know what comfort I need and they know what I mean, so uh, Mm -hmm. it's it's about that kind of communication. And also me being there for them.
2: You
0: released that song first as a single, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then added it to your EP. So when you wrote it at the time, did you plan to have it on your, like, did you already have plans to make an EP, or, Mm -hmm. and you were just like, too excited to release that first? (laughs) Or was it, you wrote the single and you were like, wait, that's kind of fun and I want to make more songs.
1: A second one. I mm-hmm. I I only planned on having one song, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um and then the guys at the studio were like, "Oh, you're fun to make songs with. Um you should make more." And and then I kind of considered it for a while and then I, after a couple of months I was like, "Yeah, let's let's make more." I was oh, okay. like during the <laughs> summer too. Um so I had the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with your first song, did you feel like the do you feel like the process got easier as you went along or like the first song was the hardest?
1: Mm, I low-key just feel like so many things were right with the first song like I -hmm. I really have a special place in my heart for it. (laughs) Um, And and the other songs were difficult in their own right in Mm. other areas. Sure. I'm trying to think. It it took me like no time to write the fourth song Wishing Nothing. it took me like a moderate like i'd say a good amount of time to write the first song i ever released Mm -hmm. i think it's just variable i don't i don't know if it necessarily got easier but um the Mm -hmm. process of doing the entire thing definitely got streamlined by the end because Mm -hmm. um i at 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 some point i would just i did just send them like my voice recording so that they could trim it like and and cut it into time before i Mm -hmm. would come in because um for that step, I I don't need any creative input. It's just the technical stuff. So okay, yeah. So having that uh, the process streamlined, that did happen by the end. But in terms of like okay. making lyrics and melody, like that was still pretty hard and like variable throughout.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I guess the topic that you're singing about is always like different amounts of inspiration. I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fourth song, uh, "Wish You Nothing," is about an ex that I. An ex-relationship, or like ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty bad relationship. I don't want to go too much into it because um, he's not here to voice his side. Yeah. And uh, if I were to talk about it, I'm sure I would just mm-hmm. bash him and all that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Um, but yeah, that song was about the like negative feelings I had. Left over from that relationship um mm-hmm. because it was it was super hard to deal with just during the relationship and also like the aftermath. Mm-hmm. um So I hated him for a lo- really long time, and I you know that's like not good to hold on to just like negative feelings. You know there mm-hmm. were adults telling me like just forgive him, but uh, <laughs> and there were friends that were like spit on his grave and like they <laughs> didn't really feel like you know I didn't really feel like either were good. Maybe I'll forgive him one day, but. But mm-hmm. for me, I just wanted to, you know, like have absolutely like no feelings about the manner, you know, like make it so that he means like nothing to me because he is uh-huh. nothing. Like that's all he's worth. That's kind of that kind of yeah. thing. There's still a oh, little yeah, yeah. bit of like negativity that I'm holding on to, but I've mostly done like a good job. And, and I hope that also by saying this, people can realize that um, some of these songs were made like a while ago. Like mm-hmm. I wrote these songs a while ago. It took a long time. For it to come into reality and be yeah. um, put out there, so it's not like I'm still holding on to these feelings. Like to this day, mm-hmm. um, it was just made like a while ago.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, before you were saying that sometimes you would send songs as inspirations for your producers and stuff to create. Uh, I was just curious, did you have a specific song that you used as reference for your last song? Because Every time I heard it, there was that one song in particular that uh, I kept thinking it sounded similar to. No, but I'm curious if I'm curious I, if it's the same. The only, oh. I
1: think the only song on the EP that I gave them inspiration or like a reference for was the third song on the EP. So the first song I made, <laughs> I know, uh, I know yeah. what you mean. That one I, I told them Billie Eilish. Um, oh, okay. and then, but the last song I didn't, I didn't give them or any of the other ones. I didn't give them any reference songs. Um, although oh. I, can I guess what's, what song you're thinking of? Cause oh, go some, for it. like my sister and a couple of people have told me it, um, uh-huh. My sister thinks it really sounds like The Weeknd's, like, earned it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I um, I was okay. I, I haven't really listened to that song, although I've heard it on uh-huh. the radio, right? Um, yeah. And then when I when I listened Definitely. to it, I was like, yeah, I think it's just because the time signature is the same. Mm. And like, I, no, think, I think the the beat, yeah. right? Uh
0: huh. Yeah. yeah. So. The beat and the bass line choice oh. and the, and I think <gasps> the they use. I don't know what the instrument is. Maybe it's like, oh. whatever that main main bass line is. Mm-hmm. I was I just heard it and I was like, oh. whoa! This sounds so much like Damn. The Weekend. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I well, I didn't have any input in in the that choice, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I I did look it up uh-huh. just to be safe, like oh, like mm-hmm. copyright and all that, and yeah, um, sure. apparently, like I think it's okay if it's just like mm-hmm. the beat. Mm-hmm. The beat is okay, but yeah, not yeah. the melody and like the l- lyrics mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is. It is like very similar I, now that I when I when I was shown to me. um, mm-hmm. But in general, I think there, it's different in some elements. So yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. No, it, it, for me it was crazy because yeah, that's definitely my thought. And then once you named it, I was like, whoa, like <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like I guess I'm not the only one who kind of thought that. I'm like what the heck? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or overall, lots of the stuff that you've been talking about sounds like it's either like different struggles of yours or kind of like the third song, I guess was like about like people close to you, stuff like that. Uh, Do you feel like songwriting as a whole has been very like therapeutic for you?
2: Hmm.
1: I think it's nice to be able to tell my story in some sense. And (laughs) yeah, when, when writing these lyrics, it like, I'll have to like think of events. Right. and, (laughs) and come into terms with them more so I think in a way like yes it has been therapeutic but at the yeah. same time I, th- I don't I also don't think so because for example like the bottom was an emotional song for me and mm-hmm. I was very emotional like when I wrote the lyrics
2: um, uh, yeah.
1: so in that sense it was a great way for me to let out those emotions like as an mm-hmm. emotional outlet um but but the situation has changed since then and so when I mm-hmm. look back at the song it's 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 like a snapshot from that point in time
2: sure.
1: and I can think of the situation like differently now or like more favorably mm-hmm. or like um things aren't the same and yeah, I think at the time of writing, like yeah, it can be a good emotional outlet. And other times it can be a good way to to have a resolution on things and like come to terms with things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz yeah, I think it's cool how you can kind of like capture events in a song. Mm-hmm. Almost like a picture where you can like look back on a song uh, like yeah, you can look yeah. back on an event, but it's also like you can listen back to that's true. like the emotions you felt like before, right? Mm-hmm. It just kind of like reminisce on that. So, I don't know, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I guess moving forward, um, was, do you plan to release any more music after? Cause you were saying at first you were just going to do one song <laughs> and now a whole EP came out. Like, do you have any plans uh, to make even more music again in the future?
1: I don't right now, but I could, if I did, I would make songs in the summer, like, um, mm-hmm. when I'm not in school. Um... I, I don't have any plans right now, but I think I could if I sat down and I, I felt inspired to make music or if I wanted to just make another song. I think if I made more, I wouldn't make like an EP or an album. It just might be like a single again. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: And having finished your EP now, like how does it feel? You were saying like it was a childhood dream as a mm. little kid. Like did the expectations like meet? Uh, meet- up with reality or did you or yeah it ahead. was
1: great it was a great feeling i felt accomplished with myself and i felt like super overwhelmed by like all the support i got from like friends mm-hmm. and family um and it was just amazing to have something that i worked on to be on like such like a professional platform and and mm-hmm. be released in what i thought it like looks like pretty professional so um it was yeah it was it was a great experience and i'm and um it was it was just amazing yeah um Uh and that was for the first release and for the second release like it was also like awesome to see all the hard work i've put in like uh going uh like be released again and Mm -hmm. have like the same feelings but there were also some challenges especially with the second release of Mm -hmm. of uh having expectations in a sense and like worries like like will this release be as good as my last release will the songs Mm -hmm. be as good will people enjoy them as much um will i get as many streams or like will i oh will i get as much attention kind of thing Mm -hmm. and some of those thoughts are definitely not healthy. Um yeah. and I think they were more in my head like the first week after I released mm-hmm. uh the E P but now it's I I've come to terms with like like why I I started doing this in the first place, which was not for numbers or for money or for fame. It was too mm-hmm. It was for myself, and it'd be awesome if I could if I could um, change someone's life with my music. Mm-hmm. Like I think some people yeah. have that goal as well, but but for mm-hmm. me, it's mostly like uh, just to fulfill a dream and, and put myself out there, and and I think it's been a good experience in doing that. Like having the courage to put my be vulnerable and, and put my emotions and my experiences out there.
0: Yeah. yeah. No. I, as you said, like I feel like that whole experience sounds really cool. Something that not really everyone gets to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having gone through that whole process, it sounds like an awesome experience. Um, I guess. What other challenges do you feel like you faced along the way?
2: Mm. Uh
1: A lot of. Uh, there were some challenges with like the first song and like i kind of mentioned it before like singing in Mm -hmm. front of people that i wasn't super comfortable with like Mm -hmm. um but i learned to get over that and the producers made it uh very very comfortable for me in any way that they could Mm -hmm. um there were also some challenges with like when i couldn't hit some notes for the harmonies uh, they would also help me like learn how to you know really let air go through um like Mm -hmm. push out more air (laughs) and like Uh use my lungs more because my voice is very soft and i've also gotten this Mm -hmm. comment before like my my singing voice or like my head voice does not sound like Mm -hmm. my speaking voice um <laughs> yeah like a lot of people are like oh it doesn't sound like you and like yeah i understand uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah yeah but in general my singing voice is very like soft and and uh-huh. quiet so
0: yeah 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 no actually i definitely kind of felt the same thing when i first heard it i was like well this is whoa, yeah. once again i went yeah. from wait actually to, like... to listening i was like wait this is ashley like mm-hmm. what the heck <laughs>
2: yeah
0: but yeah you were saying so you mostly got like vocal coaching and stuff that you had never kind of done before, I guess.
1: Uh yeah, I, I the producers helped me with like when I when I needed to, when I needed advice, they would they would help me out with that. But in terms of like technique, I I've I've never taken like lessons or anything.
0: Oh, oh okay yeah. Uh, who were your some of your like biggest influences? I guess you mentioned Billie Eilish at one point.
1: Billie Eilish. Uh, um, I like I really like Love's lyrics, oh. so I would look at his. I was trying to look into mm-hmm. some Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but mostly, mostly Billie Eilish and and Love. Oh,
0: yeah. fair enough. Um, I guess yeah. Moving on to something else. Um, so we just looked over like one of your greatest accomplishments. Um, I'm also curious. Do you have an event where you feel like you grew the most as a person? Um, some point in your life where you feel, like, really shaped who you are today?
1: I feel like there there are kind of a lot of moments, honestly, uh-huh. like, just through growing up. Uh-huh. Um, I always like to talk about how I volunteer at a senior home. Like, I know because I've been there for, like, five years now, and... Mm-hmm building so many relationships with like volunteers and like people who work there and like the, the residents like has been mm-hmm. really big for me and particularly one resident I feel like I shaped my character a lot um like I do a recreation program there and I also um, do like one-to- one visits with just that resident we will call okay. her jm for <laughs> for confidentiality um, yeah, yeah, yeah so so I've been visiting jm for. like a few years now and honestly Mm -hmm. i think i think of her as family now and she thinks of me she thinks of me as family and um i love hearing her perspective on things and Mm -hmm. getting her opinion and just talking with her it's been really like eye-opening and and like just amazing Mm -hmm. i will say one of the things that like like she always surprises me with like her her wisdom and and I asked her one time like oh you know if you could have a superpower like what what superpower would you have and mm-hmm. she told me she told me she would have the power she would want the power to just see everything and I was like well, what do you mean see everything and and she and then she said um, everything worth seeing and I and I don't know I just thought that was amazing like like i don't know how that would happen maybe she she would Uh just have knowledge of all this or but but yeah being able to recognize that there are things in life that are worth seeing and learning from and and wanting Mm -hmm. to to learn and and see those things even at like in in your 80s like i think that's great
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, what got you working at a senior's home to begin with
1: how often
0: do you volunteer
1: i wanted to volunteer um in healthcare in high school because i was interested in pursuing like a career in healthcare and that's why Mm -hmm. i'm going into nursing um and then the senior home just seemed like a good way to go like they were they were um there were open positions for volunteers Mm -hmm. and sorry what was your other question
0: like, what, uh, how often do you volunteer often? there?
1: Uh, with the pandemic, I don't do the recreation program anymore because that involves mm-hmm. like getting a group of volunteers and get and mm-hmm. we all get our own residents to bring back to our group, and so it just it's just yeah, a yeah. group. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, but I do talk to JM like weekly still through like uh-huh. um, like virtual visits on like a tablet, yeah. like a video call. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, when you said recreation program, like what? Does that mean? <laughs> uh
1: they have different recreation programs so they can have like you know their sunday socials or whatever um mm-hmm. but ours is like a nail salon program so we will oh. ask the residents <laughs> if they want to get their nails painted and then we like bring them into our room and uh-huh. we yeah we just paint their nails and, and chat with them <laughs> and chat together
0: yeah sorry so it's mostly just to kind of keep the elderly like company and Mm -hmm. provide some like positivity in their Mm -hmm. life type of thing
2: yeah
1: and encourage social interaction and yeah because they get to talk to us and to other residents and um they often feel good when their like fingernails look good too so (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) no that's super cool uh you were saying like you feel like uh interacting with her and stuff has helped you grow like in what in what ways i guess
1: um one from seeing her perspective and and growing to appreciate and learn from diverse perspectives, like diverse age groups, diverse like um, like cultures, like hearing hearing her backstory and like where she's come from. Um, mm-hmm. So I think just allowing me to to learn from that like it kind of shapes my mindset in a different way, like in different way, in a way that would be different from if I didn't know her.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: Does that uh,
0: make sense? <laughs> kind of. I'm I'm curious if you have more, like, maybe like, specific, specific things. Or, yeah. I guess, for example, like, right at the beginning you were saying some of your traits for like, uh, overthinking, kindness, mm. and uh, I, I always forget the third one. Oh, my gosh. Being but, shy.
1: <laughs> being shy. Oh, yeah, yeah, shy. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah. But, yeah, do you feel like these are Impacted. also things that, like... Yeah. I think
1: she has impacted like overthinking like learning I when I was going through some things I would would talk to her about it and Mm -hmm. it and she always like breaks it down so easily like like Mm -hmm. it makes it seem like it's not such a huge problem anymore so I think that's Mm -hmm. she's I've definitely learned from her like like how to do that in my everyday, and like just if I'm going through a rough time I'll be like oh what would what would she think and Mm -hmm. and then it's not (laughs) such a huge problem anymore so yeah yeah
0: yeah, no, I mean, I guess that's that's pretty cool, especially I feel like that sounds pretty similar to the whole idea of this podcast, like uh, hearing other people's stories so that you yeah. can gain like a new perspective and yeah, just kind of sure. learn different things from other people. Um, but yeah, I guess we're coming up towards the end of this episode. Um, so on that whole idea of growth and everything, uh, the very last question I always ask is... Um, what are three life lessons of yours? Um, what are three things that you've learned on your journey that you kind of carry forward with you?
1: Um, one of them is gratitude. I am such a stickler for gratitude because gratitude has saved me again and again and again when I have been mm-hmm. feeling down and when I have um, not wanting to get back up feeling gratitude mm-hmm. for your life, your circumstances, for the people around you, for, for your environment, for your religion, like feeling all of those things and understanding that can really, I think, elevate your life perspective and also make you realize that sometimes your problems just aren't as big as you think they are. So mm. that's been a huge thing for me. Um, yeah. Second seeking discomfort <laughs> I think it's, it's honestly <laughs> yeah. like their their mantra is is has helped me through a lot as well and it, mm-hmm. it has encouraged me to do so many things and giving me given me the courage and inspiration to do those things so yeah seeking discomfort to sure. to step outside your comfort zone and really mm-hmm. grow from those experiences. that's um, yeah. another thing. Yep. And another life lesson. I think just learning to look around you and and like see the people around you and and look at your, like your support systems and systems mm-hmm. and look at who is by your side. I think mm-hmm. that's been a great for me to realize like who are the people in your life that are truly irreplaceable who will like call you mm-hmm. on your bullshit and like and be there for you um yeah i think that's something that sometimes people can take for gra- granted so mm. coming uh through all my life lessons just have gratitude having gratitude and mm-hmm. seeking discomfort and appreciating and recognizing the people around you and that's those are my life lessons so far <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And bouncing off that last note of um, appreciating kind of those around you and making sure that these are people who can kind of keep you accountable and stuff, uh, the very last thing I do on every episode is I give away what I call a friend award. Uh, Okay. So along that same idea, I basically think that it's important to surround yourself with people who motivate and inspire you. Um, so, I mean, I, I know I don't know you too well, but uh, seeing that you released your own music is really cool and I find it like super inspiring, especially hearing that you had basically no experience going into that. <laughs> Uh, You also come across as a very genuine and kind-hearted person, which just makes you a pleasure to work with. Well thank you. Uh, I wish I had more to say, but hopefully we'll hang out in the future and maybe even collab on something or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess best of luck with everything in the future.
1: Thank you so much, Um, Marcus. Thanks for having me too.
0: Yeah, no worries. Uh, Is there anything you want to plug or-
1: Uh, Listen Uh, to my music from 4am it's on all music platforms and you can find me on ig at Ashley ashleyjlee <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah i'll be sure to link everything uh, i'll in be sure to uh, link all her stuff um, in the description from maybe i'll even play a little bit of a song uh, her, a clip of her on song at the end uh, other uh than but that, from the, again, our side you can follow this podcast on instagram at life listen's podcast with Ashley that from thanks the, again ashley for coming on tonight. tonight thanks to everyone who's been listening i hope you guys all stay safe and i'll see you guys in the next episode bye bye